So Vic Monroe, really happy you could join We Go In and Presents episode 89 and here to talk about your incredible new project, Immaculate Reflections. So first off, just how's things going with the promotion and just getting folks, you know, here in the project and getting some feedback? Man, well, everything is, is going, you know, well, man. I can say that the feedback, you know, um, you know, say it's, it's been better than what I thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm always my own, you know, worst, uh, you know, critic. Um, but the promotions, you know, man, you know, say it's been good. Um, no real complaints, man. You know what I'm saying? So everything has been running, you, you know what I'm saying, well, you know. And we're going to continue to, um, uh, you know, uh, to get the word out, you know, let everybody know that it's out on all streaming uh, uh, platforms and just continue to, you know, push it. And we're in an age these days where you really got to fight and work for every single stream that you get. And when you think about that, you know, how do you manage your expectations where you want to set high expectations for the project, but you also don't want to set yourself up for disappointment. So, so how do you go about kind of setting and managing expectations when you put new music out? It's, you know, delicate because with the streams, I actually hate the streams from a, from a standpoint of, you know, it's like, Say there's no capital in it. You know what I'm saying? So when right. you do so when you do what the type of music that that you know we do is that you know your budget is really not that great, you know what I'm saying? And you pan out, you know, a lot, say for certain things, you know, hoping that you can get, you know, some of that back, you know, in in you know return. But with the streams, there's no capital in it, but it's good from a standpoint because people can hear your music. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, you know, like a gift and a curse, you know, I feel like it's a good way. It's a, it's a really great way to get the music out to the people. You know what I mean? So they can hear it, you know, cause with, with, without streams, people in, in other countries, they never would have heard my music. You know what I'm saying? So it's a great tool for that. But, if you ask like the you know artists, they're gonna be like, ah oh, man, the streams, they're not that good from that, you know, capital standpoint, you know. Right. No, I, I totally understand that, man. And how important though has the support of outlets like Southern Vanguard Radio, which is how I found out about you, um, or rap is out of control and and other um podcasts and radio outlets to really getting your music out there and, and getting you new fans. I mean, you know. I like to label them, you know, they're our guardian angels, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're our chariots, you know, they carry, you know, say our rhymes and and and, and our messages to the people. You know what I mean? So they are very important. You know what I'm saying? Are very important because, you know, uh, you know, like a mainstream radio, you know, they're not playing a uh, you know, type of music we do, you know what I mean? So, you know, the only way that you're going to hear it from on the airwaves are, are those people, you know, um, a Vanguard radio, shout out to them, uh, shout out to Clips and them, uh, Rappers Out of Control, uh, AJ Clips and, and uh, my, my, my man, the Riz, um, shout out to them brothers and any other radio station, shout out to my man, um, uh, DJ Chris. 
um, just people like those, man, they, they are the ones that are, you know, champagneing and, 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 you know, a campaigning, you know, for us, you know what I mean? So they are very, very heavy in this whole underground movement, you know, very, very heavy. No doubt. And, you know, looking at the, the album Immaculate Reflections as a whole, there's like this real theme of nostalgia that really permeates through the whole project. Was that an intentional move for you or is that kind of how it just worked out? I mean, I feel like, you know, it just worked out that way because I'm just, you know, organically, you know, that way. You know what I'm saying? You know, and um, yeah, man, say the vibe was definitely that. Um, it was my what was really, really you know, great about it also was that, you know, I had my hand in like everything, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it was me, you know what I mean? So um, for you to say that it, it is, is, you know, ill because, you know, I didn't make it with that in mind. That's just let me know that, you know, that's just the type of dude I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, man, yeah, appreciate that. No, that's awesome. And when you look at a song like Conquistador, um, you're getting really personal and really letting fans know who you are and 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 about your life. You know, is there is there a level of comfort in being autobiographical like that? Or do you ever think like I should hold this or I shouldn't say this on a, on a record? Like, how, how do you look at putting your life out there for others to really understand, dissect, analyze all of that? Um, you know, I feel like as an artist you kind of grow into that um you know as i say you know like i can do the rapidly rap stuff like all day you know what i'm saying like when i say you know like the rapidly rap stuff it is it, it, like raps with no real subject you know it's just bars on on top of bars on top of bars on, on top of bars um you know i love that stuff but I feel like, you know, that's the easy stuff, man. You know what I mean? So I feel like you, when you reach a point of, you know, growth as an artist where you where you kind of open up more um, to your listeners and you give them that truth. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the truth is designed to do two things, you know, knock you on your ass and it'll pick you up, too. You know what I mean? So the ones, you know, they get offended by it, you know, oh, well. And for the ones who, you know, know what it truly meant and who, um, you know, dissected the song with, you know, intelligence, then, you know, a salute to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that 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 makes a lot of sense. You know, you said on Champagne Toast, one of my favorite songs, Immaculate Reflections, that, uh, you know, I didn't know this would be historic. You know, what does that mean to you? And 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 that's a that's a pretty weighty sentence there. Like, what what does that mean to you? Looking at the song, but also just your your album, your career, all of that. Um, you know, just 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 you know the whole thing of just how it's playing out and just how it's shaping out. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, if I don't write another rhyme today or, or or put another form of you know art out there in a form of you know music then whatever I did you know people are going to remember you know what I'm saying brother you're gonna say ah it was whack or rather you're gonna say ah it was it, it was you know ill you know it's gonna make you think about it you know what I mean so to me you know 
I'll always be cemented in that and, you know, hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So that was what was, you know, um, historic, you know, to me. And um, also, you know, just that sample, man, you know, like when I heard that sample, I was like, oh, shit, you know, like this sound like some, you know, historic and, you know, throughout historic events, you know, champagne toast, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And when you think about the samples and the production, you know, there's a really nice, consistent vibe. And I love like the use of the soul samples and, and the drums that you use. You know, what did you want in the production of Immaculate Reflections? And and do you think you accomplished what you wanted there? Uh, definitely, man. Um, so I think I put this record out maybe, man, it's been maybe about four years. It was called a Ceviche. Um it was my soul. I, I did all the production on there. All right. So, you know, I was really like super green still with with the production, um, you know, and I'm still learning, you know, still learning. But I was super green then. So when I did um, um this album, which was my first production debut since that album. You know what I'm saying? All my other albums, I did uh, two albums with a uh, Tone Spliff. Two albums with Tone Spliff. I did two albums with my man, um, The Solution. I did an album with my man out in Philly, um, A T the Human. So all of my albums has been produced by other people. You know what I'm saying? Outside of the the Ceviche one, but the Ceviche one, I was really green with the with with the um, production. You know what I mean? So this one, man, I was like, you know what? When I finally decided that, that I was gonna put it out, I'm like, the goal is to just is to just slap the shit out of the out of the a Ceviche album because I didn't really like that album. You know what I mean? So I think that I definitely got that accomplished and just having the confidence to put it out. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't gonna put it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't even really looking to put an album out where I did all of the production. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, so my brother and um, the Tone Spliff, uh, they they really the ones who say, man, it was like, you know, like your beat sounds so dope. They was like, why don't you just rhyme over your own beats? You know what I mean? So, and I kept on hearing that. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just find some beats. And, you know, every beat that I liked, I just, you know, put it to the side and say for this album. So I think I definitely got got the um, the uh, uh, production worked out just like how I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? I think that it, that it came across perfect with the rhymes. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that consistent feel. And when you're really working by yourself, uh, do you find that you got like less less outside feedback for this project when you're as opposed to working with other producers for a whole project? I mean, do you think does that feedback make for a better product, or do you feel like you don't need that extra feedback? You're like you know, you know what you're looking for, and you know what you want to hear when you know you're making music, right? Um, man, you know what? It was just a freelance. So luckily, like like working like the producers that I work with, you know, 
you know, they, you know, like Tone, uh, Tone Spliff, uh, for example, you know, like me and him click, you know, like so well. So it's not really, you know, you know, we'll get feedback, you know, but we kind of know like, all right, you know, like he know this type of beats I like, you know, and, you know, so, but just having that whole freelance, man, of just, you know, uh, that felt good. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like when you're getting beats, you know, say from somebody, you know, you don't want to keep on having to send them to the, you know, uh, you know, to the, uh, you know, ah, no, say I don't like that one. You know what I'm saying? Ah, you know what I mean? Ah, I like that one. So, but when you could just, you know, I like, I know what kind of song that I want to make today. You know what I'm saying? So just, just go dig through some records, found some samples, you know, um, I had some good weed and, um, and my notepad, you know what I'm saying? So just the freelance of that, man. Yeah, it was, it was, man, you know, so it felt great, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and then to hear it on the radio, you know what I'm saying? That even sound better because you know, you know how the whole shit was, was constructed from, from, from born all the way until they hit the airways, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know what you ate that day, you know, you know what record you found the sample from, you know what I'm saying? You know what drums you chopped, you know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, it's a real ill feeling, man. And what usually comes first, the beat or the lyrics? Um, probably the beat. And, you know, most cases, most cases the beat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I say that, um, especially with this album, you know what I'm saying? Especially with with this album, you know, like like if I'm going down, you know, and um, down into my lab or whatever, then I, you know, be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, you know, take some beats and any beat I make, if I super like it like that, where where it moved my pen, that was the beat that I, you know, kept for myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so I would definitely say the beat first. Definitely, definitely for this uh, you know, project. Definitely. And how do your beats and rhymes really come together? Like what's that creative process? You know, bringing it from you know, samples and thoughts to to actual beats and rhymes. I mean, it's just, you know, wherever the beat take me, you know what I'm saying? You know, I don't mean to sound like, you know, cliche or nothing, but it's like, you know, like I really sit down, you know, there's some occasions, you know, because some uh, producers are, you know, like, you know, like they'll have a whole, you know, like idea or like subject, you know, for the beat already, or they'll give you, you understand, but um, it's just, you know, whatever the beat make me want to, you know, write about, you know, like I never really, really sit down and, and say you're like, I'm, I'm going to write a rhyme about, you know, ladies today, or today I'm going to write a rhyme about, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you never know. It's just something about the drum. And, and the sample and it just you know take me to 
take me to write, you know, to whoever, you know, if it's going to be happy, you know, sad, you know what I'm saying? Some, you know, upbeat. I'm saying so. No, that's awesome. And what was the writing process like for a song like Great America? And do you feel like your your listeners took that message from Great America way that you wanted them to? Um, the writing process, man, it it it, it was ill because I felt like in situations like that, that's when I knew that I was gonna that I was try to make a song that was gonna, you know, guide people into, you know, more, more of a, you know, realm of thought. Understand? So, um, so that particular time I sat down and I just, you know, scripted out, scripted out the whole song. Um, first I found the beat. I'm like, okay, dope beat. And I needed something on the album, like I said, that was gonna provoke, you know, some more thought. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause you follow me, you know, I'm gonna always have something, you know, on my projects, on, on my albums that's gonna, you know, provoke a little bit more thought than maybe the other joints that I might have. You know, I, I try to make it balanced. So, um, so for that particular song, man, uh, a great America. I just sat down and I knew that I wanted to just, you know, take the listeners somewhere. And um, I think that the way I, I, I scripted it, I, I did the beat first, listened to the beat continuously and, you know, and just let my thoughts go. So, yeah, I think that the way I scripted it and the way it was, it was um, delivered, I, I, I think that it, uh, came across to the listeners really well no doubt and you know you shout out being a 70s baby too you know what what perspective do 70s babies bring in 2023 to hip-hop man that's a dope question um is this you know uh creativity man you know what i'm saying um you know, my perspective with man hip hop is that I feel like, you know, it was designed, you know, to bring us together. You know what I'm saying? And, and I I feel like the way the direction it is now is designed to 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 separate us more. You know what I'm saying? And um we need more balance, you know. I'm not gonna say that that I don't like people's music because I know how hard it is, you know, to create art and, and how, um, you know, you got to have some fortitude to put what you create out there for public consumption. You know what I mean? So I would never say someone's art is, is, you know, whack. I would just say, you know, that shit is just not for me. You know what I mean? But my perspective, man, is that, you know, 70s baby is that we need more balance in this thing called man hip hop. You know what I'm saying? We need more balance. If they're going to play, you know, whatever they want to play during the day, during the radio times, you know, say filter in some, you know, a thought provoking music, you know, filter in something with just a little bit more, you know, uh, 
a creativity, you know? So balance is everything, man. So, you know, without balance, the universe, they wouldn't even exist, you know? So, you know, we can't stay on this path or, you know, hip hop not gonna exist anymore without balance. No doubt. And, you know, thinking about the Chicago scene, you know, as we're um, still somewhat, you know, coming out of COVID and and all of the um, kind of, you know, isolation where scenes are, you know, opening up, venues are opening up. Um, where do you see yourself fitting in the Chicago scene today? Man, Chicago, it's a it's a it's a really, really, you know, I think I, I, I fit in well. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just don't, you know, I don't play, uh, you know, say a lot of politics, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like as far as my rhymes and, 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 you know, what, what I bring, I think that I rep Chicago, you know, like really well, you know what I'm saying? Um, now do I get that same love? It's an in return, say, uh, that's a conversation for another show. But <laughs> but I think I fit in well, man. You know, I think, you know, say that I'm one of the, you know, illest. I'm gonna say the illest, but you know, see you you can, you know, put me up there, you know, down there, whatever. Yeah, no doubt. No, you gotta have that confidence and 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 believe that, man. And you know, also being a basketball dad, you know, what's that journey been like for you? Um, I appreciate the way that you share, you know, um, your son's progress on Instagram and, um, you know, something that, that, that I can definitely connect with having, having kids around that age that are also super into to basketball and baseball. Um, so, so what's that experience been like for you? Man, that's, that's all. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, uh, you know, thanks for, you know, taking time to, to, you know, watch those, but, uh, man, that's, like, that's the shit, man. You know, part of my language. I mean, that's, man, you know, just to, just to be a part of that and, and and just to help him grow, you know, and just seeing, you know, say his development and and just not with, with you know, hoops, you know, because when you're training and, 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 you know, things of the nature, is you're having these little, you know, side conversations. You know what I'm saying? And these side conversations, are not really about hoops, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 you know, more about, you know, working hard to accomplish something, you know, whether it's whatever you want to do, there's always going to be a journey that you're going to have to take, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to hurt like hell, but you're still on that path, you know, then nine times out of 10, you know, you're going to get there. You know what I mean? So it's just little, just small tidbits, man, like that. And, you know, just being able just to spend time and, and, and you know, um, he loves it. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's better than, you know, hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a different feeling, my brother. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, coaching my kids in basketball has been, has been an awesome experience, but like, I got to tell you, like the parents and the families are always like the worst part to deal with. Like, I love basketball. I love coaching my kids. I love the team. But man, like some of these parents, whether it's on a, on my own team or other teams, just make it so much harder, man. 
Man, listen, I got I, I got my fix of that, you know. Um I didn't realize how, you know, bad they were. You know, I, I was I was expecting, you know, but not at this age level. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, geez, yeah, man. A lot of these parents can they they can get a little overboard about, you know, playing time and I'm like, wow, everything and 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 some of the coaches that I've, you know, coached against, they were kind of, you know, you know, kind of, you know, that hard to deal with. I remember um, I had a game where one of the refs was about to throw out the coach that I was coaching against. Like, they were almost about to come to blows. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, man. But the parents and some of these coaches, it, it can get a little crazy. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, man. But it's a, it's a Superman, uh, a great, you know, um, experience, man. I could definitely say that. Yeah, no doubt. No, that that's crazy. Yeah, I, last weekend we were getting um, beat pretty bad. It was we were down by almost thirty with like twenty seconds left. Other coach called a timeout to run a play against our press, and. The refs just looked at like I don't know what this guy's doing, um, but they called a travel on the on 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 the kid, and they're like, "We're just going to end the game," like because you you got kids trying their best, and you know you, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but man, like I'll tell you, like the coaches can be really obnoxious. Really, you know. Then I had a um, I had a guy, uh, so he ran a stall. So I so they want to win the game like this bad. So they're up like maybe three points. So it's like seven minutes left. And in, in oh, no. half. So he going to like a stall. Wow. And I'm just like, well, uh, you know. So I asked the ref, I'm like, and you know. The ref was like, you know, it's, you know, legal, but it's, you know, it's not, you know, a, a good thing to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so even his own kids, they were like, coach, like, like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, why he was like, no, just stay there. Don't move. Wow. For seven minutes. Yes. Yeah, so, so he started doing his stall with like seven minutes left in the game. Wow. Yeah. So what what did you do? Did you just foul or what happened? Well, so he was, yeah, well, at that time, I didn't want to foul because we didn't have that many, you know, we had a lot of fouls. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, so he just stalled, stalled. And so he'll start running his offense. So he will probably let like maybe a minute to like two minutes go. Before he started, you know, running his offense, it was like, it was like he wouldn't even dribble. It was like he would get the ball over over half court, you know, pass pass it again, and then he'd stop almost almost, you know, like at the elbow of like the three point line, but like a little further out, and then he would just sit there for maybe two minutes, minute and a half, two minutes, and then he'll run his offense, and then he'll miss. And then we'll get the rebound. Yeah, we end up losing by like maybe one point. And I was like, ah oh, man, that was not a good way to play. But yeah, some of these coaches, man, they think that it's um that it's like a you know Nike contract or something, you know, say after the game. 
I'm like, you know, so the kids supposed to be out here, you know, say having fun, you know. Um, and then you get some reps in, you know, it's, you know, teaching them how to, you know, play full court basketball because there's not a lot of parks no more where you can go play full court, you know. But some of these coaches, man, yeah, they, they think it's like the Sweet 16, <laughs> you know. And, yeah, and she, I know. that's wild. Yeah, crazy. And you're right. There's just not a lot of spots really for kids to play these days. Like there's just not that pickup ball, you know, um, ah. the way you used to be like, I, you know, you could go to any park. I remember as a kid and just someone's going to be there. You get two on two, three on three, whatever, till you yeah, get exactly. full court. Exactly. Now you, there's no full court runs outside. So the only way that you really, so, you know, so the kids can, can really just like, you know, just get the understanding and just the reps of, you know, playing five on five, down and back, you know, things of that nature, just to get them reps is like AAU was really your only, your only ticket. Yeah. You know yeah. What I'm you know what I mean? It's, you know, so, you know, it's really just for that, you know, that's, you know, what I tell parents all the time, man, is that, you know, if you're going to get better, it's not going to be here, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because it's quick, you know, it's something that you got to work on, you know, on your own, really. But yeah, man, because AU is just, we're just going to get the reps of just learning how to play, learning how to run up and down the court, get, you know, exercise, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't do that outside no more. No. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of parks I see now, like new parks being built, are building the courts in like the middle and putting them back to back. So you can't actually have a full court anyway. It's like they're building yeah. two half courts. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, like I said, if you really want to, you know, want to learn how to, you know, run back and forth and, and, and you know, how to, you know, uh, 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 pick up on defense, you know, you know, just things of that nature, man. That's what that's what AAU is for, because, you know, not too many programs that I've seen. They're not really, really, you know, they're not teaching like, you know, like the actual fundamentals of like basketball. So if it's your first time ever playing basketball as a parent, I wouldn't start them off in AAU. You know what I'm saying? No, I would start them off in something that's going to teach them how to play and then gradually bring him into that environment. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's how I did it, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. As the competition gets better, make sure they're actually ready for that competition first. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, because, like, I've had some teams – I had some kids to where my team, and it was their first time, you know, like playing basketball ever. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I tell parents, listen, you know, it, it's not cheap either. You know, from from a parent, you know, AU basketball, you know, it's not cheap. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to spend $1,200 on a team, you know, don't let it be your, be your son or daughter's first time ever playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Start them off. Say, save yourself some money. Go to the Y, start them off there, say for 60 bucks, see if they like it. You understand what I'm saying? If, if, if they like it, you know, let them, you know, play in that league 
and then you know bring them up gradually but i've seen them where they just throw them into the water and and, and like they've never you know like they don't even know the fundamentals of like you you can't dribble stop and then dribble again you know what i'm saying it's like nah that's not a you know, that's how i would do it you know bring them on and then when he's ready to get there when she's ready to get there then you know then you know take them there no doubt, man. Look, look, look at this basketball. This the, the, the knowledge and information being shared, man, on a on a hip hop podcast, man. I love it. I know, right? Exactly. So we segue. Exactly, and so what's next for Vic Monroe? Looking at looking at you know immaculate reflections being out. You know, uh, what are your next moves, man? So my next moves, um, um, I'm shooting a video, man. Uh, gonna have a video for a Chatham kids um, with, within the next few weeks. Um, be looking out for that. Um, be looking out for some shows around the Chicago area. Um, those uh, those going to be posted, man. I really want to, you know, get these, you know, music out there uh, to the people, um, you know, live. And um, my next project, man, probably going to be maybe in another six months. Um, going to be called the Poison Book. Um, so be looking out for that. Uh, but for right now, man, we just pushing that immaculate um uh, reflections album streaming on all platforms. <laughs>